You can't miss Canty and Carlin. Pound for Pound, the biggest show on ESPN Radio. It was a lively night in the NBA. All 30 teams were in action last night. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. There are a lot of stories around the league to get to with Tim Bontemps. ESPN NBA writer who joins us right now on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. And Tim, you were at the Sixers game last night, and I I found it interesting. I did not realize that the NBA season did not start in Philadelphia until last night, uh, according to Joel Embiid, after the game. Well, like the big fella, uh, as I call him, likes to uh, revise history occasionally. And uh, (laughs) I think given the way that... I think given the way the first 10 games went for the Sixers, I'm not exactly stunned that uh, he would say things started last night. But, look, I mean, it's it's certainly been an up-and-down start for them. You know, Joel has been uh, on and off the court for a couple of ailments, as you guys know. James Harden now out for a month with a, a foot strain. Um, you know, Tyrese Maxey last night has played really well. Last night he was horrendous. It was the worst game he's played all year. Um, P.J. Tucker's been up and down. I mean, look, it's a lot of stuff. But at the end of the day – they're still five and six. They've got Joel back healthy. He sounds like he's going to be determined to be on the court now going forward. And, you know, look, with the way things have shook out so far, you know, they're only a couple games out of the three seed. And, you know, given how good um, Boston and Milwaukee look, I think the three seed is probably the realistic ceiling for these guys in the regular season. So they've got time to get things right. And if they play defense like they did last night, albeit against a very banged-up Suns team, I think things are going to start to come into focus for them because early in the year, their offense has been really good, despite some of the grumbling from Joel and others about ball movement and spacing. Um, What's really been the issue is their defense. And if they start guarding people, uh, they're going to score enough points to be just fine. Tim, you brought up the banged up Phoenix Suns. They're going to be without Cam Johnson. How much are they going to miss him? Well, Kenny, it's, I mean, it's going to be a problem. I mean, I mean, Phoenix, you know, Chris Paul leaves the game last night with heel soreness. We'll see exactly what injury that turns out to be. Um, but that was problematic. He went around a screen and grabbed at his heel and left the game, didn't come back in the second quarter. And, and look, this team is already without Jay Crowder, who you know, just certainly does not seem like he'll be back with the Suns anytime soon after requesting a trade uh, during the offseason. And now they're out without Cam Johnson, who is a really good shooter. They're starting power forward. And, you know, before the game, I asked Monty Williams what they might do there, and he listed four options, including a center, Jock Landale, who might play there. You know, none of whom are, frankly, all that appealing. So, you know, Phoenix Phoenix was already kind of a thin team before the Jay Crowder situation. Now they're really, really thin team. And while it was certainly positive from a short-term standpoint that Cam Johnson's going to be back, as my colleague Brian Winters reported, sometime in, you know, one to two months, that's still one to two months that they don't have one of the better three-point shooters in the league. And as you guys saw, if you watched any of that Sixer game last night, the Suns just had little to no hope of scoring outside of Devin Booker in that game. Um, because DeAndre Ayton didn't play well. And, and they're, I think, going to have some issues here until they get Cam back if, if they can't find some resolution to this Crowder situation, either by a trade or getting him back on the, on the bench and playing again. Tim Bontemps, ESPN NBA writer, joining Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. I'm not really sure how to ask this question, so I'll just ask it this way, and it's the way Canty right. asked it before the show. Uh, what, what the hell's going on in Utah? 
I'll tell you what, this has been one of the most remarkable stories I can remember. Now, it's, all, they're all, it's only 12 games into the season. There's a long way to go. But for this Utah Jazz team, with a 34-year-old coach and Will Hardy, with a bunch of spare parts that were thrown together because of other trades, to be 9-3 and three and lead in the Western Conference through, you know, close to 20%, of, 15 20% of the season, it's an unbelievable story. And, and it's really, really cool. And, um, you know, I was looking at some numbers earlier. You know, I was pretty hard on Lowry Market in the offseason, saying I didn't think he was all that great of a player. And frankly, at that point in his career, he hadn't been all that great of a player. Mm-hmm. But he's jumped up to 22 points per game. He's scoring in the paint like he's never scored before. He's not, I mean, he was a guy known as a three-point shooter, shooting 29% from three, and he, he's shooting, he scored 22 a game and shooting 60% on twos. And, and that's sort of emblematic of this Utah roster as a whole. They, Will Hardy's done a phenomenal job of putting these guys in position to succeed. They obviously kicked the crap out of Canny's Lakers last night. Oh. Um, and they're, they're just rolling along, playing great. And for a team that was supposed to be tanking for Victor Wembanyama and winning 25 games, they're a third of the way there, you know, three weeks into the season. I mean, it's, it's really, it's a really wild story and, it, and it's really deep. And it, it's one of, frankly, a lot of fun stories around the league. And what's been a pretty chaotic start where you have a bunch of teams that were supposed to be good that have been mad or worse. And you've got a couple teams like Utah that have been way, way better than expected. It's been really fun to watch. Yeah, you brought up Victor Webb and Yama. It feels like the Lakers are tanking for the Pelicans in order to have them get a better chance of getting them. But <laughs> but Darvin Ham has vowed to turn around the Lakers season. Tim, I, I think it's ridiculous that he's on the record saying that. I guess you, you either sell winning or you sell hope. Um, is there any chance that right. Darvin Ham does get this thing fixed with the Lakers? I mean, look, I, I feel for Darvin Ham, right? He's waited a long time to be an NBA coach, head coach. I think he's a really bright guy. I think he's doing as good a job as you could do. It's just this team isn't good, as we've talked about a bunch the past few months, right? So, I, I mean, look, I, I, th- I don't think they're going to be shooting, you know, whatever they are from three-point range all season. I mean, just from a regression of the mean standpoint, they're probably going to end up somewhere in the, you know, low to mid-30s. And right now they're somewhere in the 20s. 29%. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's not going to continue, right? So they'll probably get to 32, 33%, something like that. But yeah, I mean, look, they're just not good. Anthony Davis has already got back issues. He's probably going to miss time. LeBron James is going to miss time. And this team stinks around him. I mean, they've just very poorly built a roster over the past several years. We know the Westbrook trade was a disaster. And they just have to take their medicine now and deal with it. I, there's just really not a fix to me out there that's going to turn the Lakers into some kind of thing. You know, there was all this talk about this quote Darvin had last night where he talked about, you know, we've got all our money invested in three players and it's sort of just we just are what we are and we have to fix it. And a lot of Laker fans got really attached to him talking about the luxury tax. I, I thought they just were missing what he was saying, which is, look, we're stuck. This is what we have. There's nobody coming to save us from the boat sinking. we got to patch the boat and figure it out. And to your point about them turning around, like, what's he supposed to say? Like, oh, we're screwed? Like, I mean, it's 10 games in the season. Like, not, like, he doesn't, no, but I'm serious. Like, yeah. like, there's nothing else for him to say, right? Like, I mean, you know, Chris, you play, or Candy, you played on great teams. Or you played yep. on other teams. Like, if you're not on a, a great team, you're, you're fighting to try to become a better team every day, right? That's like all you can, that's all the guy can do. Yep. Like, if he just threw up his hands and said, well, we're screwed 10 games into the season, I mean, uh, he just can't do that. So, 
I have a lot of sympathy for him. I think he's doing the best he can. I just think he's doing it with a hand tied behind his back. And, you know, there's just really not a fix for this team. And like you said, the, the real killer of it for if you're a fan of the Lakers is that no matter what happens, it's not like some high draft pick is coming. I mean, yeah. this is just pain with, you know, no real end in sight. And, Tim, you brought up the three players, and Darvin Ham talked about it last night in the post-game press conference. It opens it up to a larger issue with the Lakers because now you're starting to hear chatter about not only them potentially moving on from Russell Westbrook before the trade deadline, but thinking about Anthony Davis being on the trade block. Is that a move that you would consider if you were in charge with the Los Angeles Lakers? I mean, I guess I would think about it because why not? Right, given where they're at, it's not like they're going anywhere with the team they have. But at the same time, I mean, you guys are watching the Lakers. I mean, he's constantly grabbing at his back. He's clearly not 100%. Like, I, I can't see teams lining up to trade the farm for Anthony Davis right now, right? So, wow. are you better off waiting until the summer and having Westbrook's money expire and have some ability to retool around them? Or are you better off trying to turn him into – younger players and draft picks and trying to begin the retooling process now. Like I would say that it's, you know, other than trading LeBron, which they're literally not able to do um, because he extended his contract this summer and therefore he's ineligible to be traded. I think you have to look at everything if you're the Lakers, because like we just said, right, their team is, is stuck. They're, they're a terrible team with no flexibility, but at the same time, I don't think trading Anthony Davis for, a middling to lesser package is going to fix anything either. That's just going to dig an even bigger hole. So, look, it's a really complicated mess in L.A., one that's been several years in the making, and I, I just don't really know what the fix is. I, I, there's not a simple, like, hey, there's this trade that's going to make the Lakers good or this trade that's going to get the Lakers the young asses they need to be good. I, I think it's a really, really difficult problem and one that, that could take them a while to fix. Oh my god! I think you're going to cry. Are you going to cry? You're going to cry because I, I got to tell you, Tim. It looked oh to god. me a second ago like you just told Canty that he, me, he he should I'll beat himself Kenny, to death I'll with the microphone. You, <laughs> let me let me make Canty feel better. The Lakers look. The Lakers won the title in the bubble. They they're always going to be able to say they won a title with this group. The team across the hall is similarly floundering right now, slightly better, and has had one conference finals appearance. So at least if you're a Laker fan, you can look at this stretch and say the Lakers won a title and tied the Celtics, which, you know, as, as Winhorse likes to say, you never have to say you're sorry if you won a title. So a minimum, there is that. And I'm not, I'm not saying that facetiously. Like Lakers can't, Lakers can't at least point to it and say, hey, we, we did win a fourth championship for LeBron. We won a title with this group. Imagine if we're sitting here talking right now and the Lakers hadn't won that bubble title. This whole thing would look obviously – even worse than it does right now. Yeah, that, that summer camp championship would make you feel a lot Tim, better. Tim literally just told me, feel good <laughs> about walking into a classroom full of kindergartners and being the tallest person. <laughs> that, that's what he literally just told me. Thank you, Tim. I appreciate Thank you, Tim. It, Tim. Hey, I'm, Thank trying, you. I'm, trying to find, I'm trying to find something, man. I'm trying to find something. Trying well, you failed. Thanks. <laughs> hey, thanks, Tim. <laughs> thanks, Tim. Tim Bontemps, ESPN NBA writer. Wow. Honestly, I was worried about your well-being, that the, those last two answers, because you were just head in the hands. But, you, like, but, you, but here's uh, the thing, Carlin, just having conversations with other Lakers fans, like, we're, we're over AD. Like, the guy is always hurt. Coming into this year, he'd missed, what, two-thirds of the Lakers games that he was eligible to play in? 
And so he's a diminishing asset even though he's on the right side of 30. So the question is, what can we do? What can we get for him? And according to Tim, other people around the NBA are seeing the same thing we're seeing. So they're not going to give you some huge package that's going to blow you away and allow you to reset your team. This is a problem. I, I don't know where the Lakers go from here. I mean, at this point, do you, do you rely on LeBron potentially being able to lure free agents in there? Do you try to make trades to clear cap space next offseason? I don't know, man. It's just, you think about it, it's wild times out in L.A. We can lean on the bubble championship, but it just feels all bad right now. Get some tissues during the break. Yeah. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. In just moments, uh, there is one upstart team that if they make the playoffs, Canty thinks it's a bad thing. We'll tell you why next. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Canty and Carlin. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. On the ESPN app. That's where you can watch us. Just open up your app. Boom. Click watch. It's right there. There we are. It's done. Doesn't get any easier than that. Mm-mm. You're a little concerned about the Jets. Yes. And the concern is one that I think some people understand. I'm I'm not here with you on this. Please explain, let's hear from, first of all, let's hear from Zach Wilson, who earlier today was on 98.7 ESPN in New York, and uh, was asked what he feels like the team's ceiling is at this point. As a unit, we feel like obviously we can go all the way, but that's just because of the confidence and belief that we have in ourselves, you know, and nobody else is going to ever think that. For us, the mindset is just taking it one game at a time, like I said, and, you know, you don't get too far ahead of yourself. Not, nobody's sitting here saying, oh, we have to do this, we have to do this, because when you start setting expectations, things just don't go well. So for us, it's keeping the same mindset, focusing one game at a time, and just let the doubters keep doubting. Please explain to me why the Jets making the playoffs with Zach Wilson is not a good thing. Because it's going to continue to lead you down the road of believing in the kid's talent, and I just don't think he's it. Carla, I, I honestly don't. They're winning in spite of their quarterback, not because of him. And when he's made statements like he did a couple of weeks ago when his team ended up being on the losing side of that game against the New England Patriots, when he's saying stuff like, yeah, getting outside of the pocket, I just got tired of not seeing anything there and didn't throw the ball away. I get tired of doing that. I don't understand how you can buy into a quarterback that gets tired of making the right football play. That doesn't make sense to me. And when you look at the weapons around Zach Wilson, even though Brees Hall is out, even though you got Elijah Vera Tucker on the offensive line out, there's still more than enough here to be more productive than he has shown over the course of the last couple of weeks. And that's why I have concern. 
when you start seeing quarterbacks like Justin Fields turning the corner and you see guys like Trevor Lawrence seemingly trying to turn the corner, I haven't had that moment with Zach Wilson so far. Can't argue with that. And so even though he hasn't turned the ball over at a huge clip, I don't see him making the game-changing plays for his team. And that's the part that makes it hard to buy into him long-term. And I'm looking at this Jets roster. They've got a defense that's championship caliber right now. They've got they've got some pretty decent weapons. This is not only a team that can get into the playoffs. This is a team that can be a tough out once they get to the tournament. The only thing that's holding them back is their quarterback. Uh, okay, look. I don't look at him and think he's Mark Sanchez yet. I, I don't. Okay. Now, we might be looking at him that way a year from now. But Mark Sanchez got the back-to-back AFC Championship games. He did. He, he absolutely did. Yeah. But my point is, like, I... I'm not believing that his career is just going to fade off after that yet. If, if for Pete's sake, if the Jets got to back-to-back AFC championship games, that'd be an unbelievable achievement. Yeah. Now, having said that, if the Jets do have a playoff run in them, I think that they're going to stick with Zach Wilson, and I think they should stick with Zach Wilson. If the Jets don't have a playoff run in them, the only way that I'm bailing on him this early is if, he just continues to not get it. Mm-hmm. It bothered me as much as it bothered you a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Those comments were absurd, and the decisions were just god-awful. But if he doesn't get it now from making those kind of mistakes, then we have a problem moving forward here. Okay, Because it's been drilled in enough. So if he continues to play like he did this past week, and he's just not killing you, I still have to continue to ride that out because it, it, what am I going to do at that point? Am I am I going to go and draft another quarterback this No, I don't draft think you're going to draft the quarterback. You're going to go sign Jimmy Garoppolo? Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be available. Yeah. He'll be a free agent. He's got familiarity with the system I'm not going to have running. a problem if they go and sign him but keep Wilson and hopefully they make a run at it with Garoppolo next year. Yeah. I, I think it's still possible that they could do that, that Wilson could – be this guy this year. Yep. They sign Garoppolo, and they keep Wilson as the backup and continue to develop him. Yeah, I like that plan too, Carl. And the only question is, will Zach Wilson be mature enough to handle that type of game plan for the quarterback position moving forward? Oh, yeah, you've been the starter unencumbered the last couple of years, but we're going to sign Jimmy G. He's going to be our week one guy, and you've got to sit on the bench and watch. I think from a learning standpoint that might be what's in his best interest for his career, and it might be what's in the short-term best interest of the Jets. I just don't know about the psyche of the the player and whether or not he'll be able to handle being put on the bench. Well, guess what? All I'm simply saying is this, Carlin. This is a team that can compete right now. Mm -hmm. You don't have to wait. If you're a Jets fan, you you shouldn't have to wait. You You shouldn't. You you shouldn't wait. Like, this is the time to go. And, And so if Jimmy Garoppolo, a guy that's got conference championship game experience, a guy that has Super Bowl experience, if he's available and he's amenable to it and it doesn't cost me a king's ransom in terms of salary in order to sign him, then why wouldn't you explore that if you're Rob Sala and Joe Douglas? I I 100% agree with that. If Zach Wilson is upset that I went and signed Jimmy Garoppolo, guess then, what? Then he's not your guy anyway. I don't care. He, I don't a, care. You're probably, you're probably right. He's yeah. not your quarterback anyway. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't care. And fine, Zach, we'll trade you. 
We'll we'll send you somewhere else. Yeah. That, that, we're going to go try to win right now with this guy. But and you, if you can, can win right now, Carlin. That's the thing. You can win. This is a really good defense, Carlin. I agree. So I, really, agree. I mean, they're top ten in points. They're top ten in yards, and they're top ten in takeaways. Chris, I I I'm not going to believe. Let's just argue that the Jets made it to divisional weekend yep. this year and lost. Unless he is a train wreck the rest of the way, they're not going to bail on him. But I also think if they get to the divisional weekend, it's not going to stop them from looking into it if he's still playing at the level where he's he's just not killing you as opposed to making plays. Yeah, we need to see more growth from Zach Wilson. Yeah. This is the time for him to literally grow up. And, and it has to happen. Dan Orlovsky's been talking about it. A lot of other football analysts have mentioned it. It is time for Zach Wilson to grow up. Because Carlin, right now, taking him second overall and taking him ahead of Justin Fields feels like a mistake from Joe Douglas. As great as the draft class Joe Douglas just had in 2022, taking Zach Wilson second overall ahead of Justin Fields feels like a mistake. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. The Jets, by the way, are only plus 120 Carlin, to make the playoffs. how would you feel about the Jets if they had Justin Fields right now? Oh, I'd feel amazing about them. <laughs> I'd feel amazing about them. They're only plus 120 right now on Caesars to make the playoffs. Wow. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, Odell Beckham Jr. and America's team. Is it inevitable? We'll tell you, at least one of us will tell you why it shouldn't be. That's next. But first, let's tell you about our friends from FanDuel. They thought I forgot. Then I heard the music. I knew you didn't forget. Then I heard the music and realized (laughs) I better not forget. So you did forget. (laughs) I mean, we're talking semantics now at that point. In the moment that I forget, I heard the music, so it made me remember. We're late. Let's read the read. Wow. Football season is, we're right in the thick of it. So now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. The app is safe, it's secure, and it's so easy to use. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. So sign up today with promo code PLAY for that no sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP-LOUISIANA. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope and White of 467369 in New York, Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. 
shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Canty and Carlin. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app, you heard it there from Christine. How far away are we actually from Odell Beckham Jr. signing with the team, and most specifically the Dallas Cowboys, who I think shouldn't sign him. And the primary reason has nothing to do with his playmaking ability or anything like that. I just worry about the Cowboys, Canty, being able to help themselves to a degree with Odell's presence and still keeping the identity that they need. We have talked about so much over the last few weeks of being a run-first football team. No, and, and I get where you're coming from because last year the Cowboys threw it all over the yard. I want to say they were the second-ranked passing attack in the National Football League, and what did that get them? An early exit in the playoffs to the San Francisco 49ers. So getting away from the formula that they've used for success has to be a concern with any personnel decision. But to that I would say this, Carlin, the Cowboys have less margin for error by not adding a player like Odell. They need somebody opposite of CeeDee Lamb that can line up on the outside and create explosive plays. Right now, Cowboys receivers outside of CeeDee Lamb only have two receiving touchdowns. They're 25th in receiving yards as a group, 25th in yards after catch. They've got to be able to add a weapon that can bring some explosiveness to this offense uh, that that gives them the opportunity to play from behind if they find themselves in that situation. Right now, the Cowboys have to play a very specific brand of football offensively and defensively in order to win games, and I just don't think that that lends lends itself to having the kind of margin for error that you might need to play a different style of game against a better opponent. Here's Odell from Complex Sports about what he's looking for in a new team. Whether it's, you know, Buffalo, whether it was – you know, Green Bay calling the Cowboys, whether reunion with the Giants, yeah. like I want to be able to spill like my last. You know, I'm not saying I only got three or four left, but yeah. these next three right. or four years into somewhere I could buy a home, like I can mm-hmm. call this place home. Yeah. You know, I'm tired of living out of too many suitcases. Yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. like, it's just not. I, I've done the the rock and roll life. Okay, so if it's if it's going to be the next three or four years, it's not going to be Buffalo. Because I don't think he he's ain't, too, he ain't setting up shop in Buffalo. Uh, no, no, I don't that see that. I mean, if he's is he when we're talking about him signing, we talking about him signing for the long term. Now we're talking about him signing for the next guy for the rest of this year. Well, I, I'm talking about the rest of this year. Well, well, well. In that interview, what I'm hearing is a player that would like to put himself in a position where he can audition for a team that can be his final stop right. in his NFL career. Right. And if we're power ranking those opportunities. Of course, New York is going to be high up on the list because he played here once upon a time, and we know he has an affinity for the bright lights. But as Jerry Jones once told me, there is no bigger stage in the National Football League than the Dallas Cowboys. And selling that star has value to a guy that understands star power in Odell. Mm -hmm. So I could see it being a situation where he decides he's going to sign with the Dallas Cowboys, be a part of whatever run that they're going to make this year, and then work on potentially seeing if they can work out an extension do you th- in do, 2023. Do the Cowboys right now give him the best combination of another chance to win and a, a chance to earn that big contract? 
Well, yes, I'll say that they do give him a chance because the Cowboys are going to make some moves this coming offseason, namely cutting Ezekiel Elliott mm-hmm. to clear some cap space. So there'll be opportunities for them to do some bargain shopping. It just depends on how much of a discount Odell would be willing to give them. But based on that clip we just heard, I think a lot of that is going to depend on the quality of life that he can experience in the new city that yeah. he's playing in. So, again, the Giants would be on a short list of teams. I don't think the Rams would be in consideration because they're not a contender. The Dallas Cowboys should be there, too. I would truly, and I, I understand, when we talk about run-first teams, what we're saying. Yeah. I honestly think his best chance to win and to catch passes from somebody who's pretty special is with the Ravens. If the Ravens actually got involved in that, considering what you were talking about earlier, Bateman's out. They don't have the the threat on the outside. You add Odell to the Ravens, that's the best team in the AFC. I like the football fit, Carlin, but I, I got to tell you, I don't see Odell playing in Baltimore. I don't think so I, I either. I've been in Baltimore for three years. I, 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 I don't a guy signing Chris, up to stay there year-round. Uh, no, but I'm talking about talking about if he is going to end up signing this year and making an audition for where he's going to be long-term, that's what I would do. But you got to understand this too, Carlin. He's a new father. He's got his significant other that he has to consider. Like, it's not just him moving to these places. So all of those considerations factor into the decision that he's ultimately going to make, and I just don't think it's going to be Baltimore, as much as it makes sense on the football field. What do we do, Canty? We make people money. We try to, at least. Yeah. Except when we're getting screwed by somebody who can't catch the football. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> One yard. Better Ryan Matlack. Better Ryan Matlack showing up in the background. Love it. Love it. Well, we got our play of the night coming up in just moments. What will it be? No NBA action tonight. Hmm. That's on. I sounded like Yoda there. Yeah. Oh God, that was not good. Yeah. Why Come on, one big fella get us there? Why one NBA team st- uh, didn't start uh, season didn't st- <clears throat> remix? <laughs> get us there, big fella. Why one NBA team season didn't start until last night? Apparently, that's next. ESPN Radio. Yeah. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Canty and Carlin. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Let us not waste any time because you know what it's time for. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. It's Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. Puckheads, this is your night. Let's go. Let's go. Hockey. It's a two-leg parlay. We ready? Let's do it. We feel bad about what happened to Ryan Matlack last night, thanks to Isaiah Likely. So we try to get him back involved here, and here's where we're going. Islanders-Rangers. Rivalry game. Yes. This is a canty special. Artemi Panarin. The bread man. Yes. Over one and a half points. Over 
One and a half points, Artemi Panarin. We are tying that together with the Montreal Canadiens. And listen, when it comes to my money in the Canadiens, I'm always a little worried, as I just learned from Ryan Matlack during the break. But we are going to go on Matlack's suggestion with the Montreal Canadiens on the money line tonight in Hockey Town. I like it. In Detroit. I like it. So we're going with the Canadians over the Red Wings, and we're going with Panarin to have a big night over the Islanders. Not saying that the Rangers are going to beat the Islanders. No, just have two points. Well, yeah. Well, he got shut out the last time they played on the island. They got their teeth kicked in 3-0. So, I mean, this is a situation where you're expecting the catalyst for their offense to get going. Plus 536. I like it. That's Plus 536. It's got some juice to it. Oh, it's got some juice. It's got some juice to it. Sometimes it's the worst. Worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is. Three and out. Sixers have gotten out to a slow start. They're only five and six so far this year. Joel Embiid on one. My season started tonight, so. The feelings are done, so I enjoy watching them. So our season started tonight. The other games don't count. Phillies lost. Our season starts tonight. <laughs> I love him. Pete. I love it, man. He's the best. I love He's Joel perfect Embiid. for that town. Isn't he? Oh my god, man! Now if he could only have a running mate that could stay healthy, right? Oh yeah. James Harden being out with the foot injury for Unbelievable. a month. Unbelievable. That kills it, man. Yep. Peyton Manning on Jeff Saturday's news on the Manning cast on ESPN2 last night. I was surprised. I didn't know anything about it. Uh, I've learned it from Adam Schefter. I think Adam Schefter knows if you're getting cut before you know you're getting cut. He's the one that told me the Colts had let me go. (laughs) And apparently he told Tom Brady he was retired before Tom Brady actually retired. Yeah, apparently so. (laughs) But if you saw Schefter last night, all credit to Schefter because he was shirtless with chains on like Kirk Cousins on the field during countdown. Yeah, I mean, listen, the swag was there. You know, they say swag will take you most of the way there. And swag took Adam Schefter about as far as it can go. But I will say this, just looking at the two people that tried to pull us off, Mm. Kirk Cousins is clearly doing different workouts than Adam Schefter. (laughs) Clearly. With all respect to Schefter. I know he's a workout warrior. He's always in the gym. Your workouts ain't hard enough. If we're basing this off of Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Far be it from me. I, I I should just abstain from commenting on this. No, you can comment on it because you didn't take your shirt off, right? It was Shefty that took his shirt off and put the chains on. Credit to him, though. He's got, I mean, listen, you, you got you to gotta be, you know, confident in yourself to be able to do something. This is I, unfair. I would... Kirk Cousins is 34. Adam Schefter is 55. Listen. What, what is that saying? Uh, he's, there, are, there are 55-year-old men that are in Yeah, one's a professional athlete. Uh, okay, well, I mean, one, he didn't have to decide to take his look, shirt off. He did it. I'll do it if you want. Yeah, I'll take my shirt off if I'll you want. I'll do it, too. Yeah. I'll do it, too. If, if you hit the parlay. For no other reason, it's for the story. Yeah. But I'm just saying, now that he's done it, I feel like we can comment on it. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand why Cam Pratt and Ryan Matlack are trying to provide context for it. We know that Shefty is older <laughs> than Kirk Cousins. We know that Kirk Cousins is a professional athlete. They're protecting Shefty is what they're doing. Excuse me for having a little fun with it. I didn't know Adam Schefter needed that kind of protection. What are you, secret security? Secret service for Schefter? By the way, our play of the night is brought to you by FanDuel Uh. Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Last one, Canty. Norfolk State women's basketball defeated VU of Lynchburg 125-98. 
to 19 last night. VU of Lynchburg? Yeah. They did not cover. <laughs> it, was, I'm, I'm, it was 107 points I'm spread. assuming VU of Lynchburg is in Lynchburg, Virginia? Yes. Okay, I think that's I, Virginia I, University I, of Lynchburg. I'm, I'm not think. familiar with their work. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, I went to, I, and I went to school about 45 minutes away. Yeah. <laughs> I've uh, never heard of it. <laughs> 125 to 19? That's not fair. Come on. That's not right. At what point do we do we call it off? That's there? almost like Gonzaga's game yesterday. I, I mean, do you at least go running clock in the second half? Come on. You have to. I mean, scholarship athletes. I Are they scholarship at VU of Lynchburg? I don't know. Great, that's a great I know point. they are. That's, the a great, that's a great point. Are they scholarship They may athletes? not be. It's more than fair to ask the question. That's all I'm saying. and Carlin. Weekdays at 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio. You can also listen and watch on the ESPN app.